Hey, everyone. Uh, I have been not long gone. I was like around the corner, I would say. <clears throat> How are you guys? How is everybody doing these days? Now, in case you, uh, you've you noticed a background noise, that's actually my water cooker going up because instead of drinking a glass of wine tonight, I was thinking about making myself some nice cup of Chinese jasmine tea, which I do drink occasionally. And I think because it's kind of cold here, I just, uh, I just set up the heaters to give at least some kind of warmth here in the this apartment it's a i love this place now you know i've i moved in here uh, not long ago a couple of months and uh, step by step i'm trying to well build everything up the way i need it to be and you know set up my my bedroom which is one of my main tasks for the moment as well as uh, my bathroom uh, i have when i enter my bathroom it, it's a small bathroom but it has surprisingly enough space for a corner bathtub and a shower which is very practical and still has enough space for a washing machine. But when you enter the room right to the right side of um, of the entrance, there is only like a tiny niche of space available that is maybe 30 centimeters deep. And right next to it is the sink. And I'd like to use that space and make a very narrow but super tall, right up to the ceiling shelf for uh, everyday stuff, my, my supplies, my, uh, you know, bath, uh, bathroom accessories like shower gel, soap, uh, towels, of course, and stuff like that. And I couldn't find anything that I would want to buy that fits the, uh, the, the bathroom because of the colors. I have mostly whitish gray tiles and on the flat surfaces, especially around... Um, around the bathtub, I have some dark blue, navy blue almost, um, tiles that, for for whatever reason, I think they thought of, of it as a um, colorful uh, design choice for those small spaces. Everything else is, who's writing me now, everything else is rather gray-white or, um, you know, light, light, gray white it's not snow white but it's something similar to uh, i think uh these elephant teeth stuff what the fuck who the hell is writing me here i'm so sorry about that perfect timing let me see uh it's my gamer friend i suppose okay never mind never mind that um i'll be right back i just want to finish my cup of tea and I'll continue talking about uh, something else. Forget the shelf. The shelf, my shelf is blue and white. That's that's it. That's supposed to be the, the, the whole thing. I have painted everything. I'm going to let it dry for today and I'll add a second coat of paint to all parts and see where it goes from there and maybe I can build it together on Saturday evening, I guess. It's probably tomorrow, I guess. And... Um, I have a darker story for you guys, which I hope is going to ring a bell here, here and there, to some people who are still not convinced that modern-day women can be very, very complicated or very, very dangerous. And yes, I mean dangerous. And this is a topic that is dear to me because it's about a person I know personally. I talked about the guy last year, but unfortunately, because of the lack of time on his part, lots of stress and the, unfortunately, inability to actually stay focused on a meeting and be on time and reliable. It's not always easy with this guy. But he's one of the good ones, not not the brightest bulbs in the universe, but it's okay. I, he's a nice guy, either way. I'll be right back, and um, yeah. Oh, wait, forget it. There's a pause button. Okay, here we go. I got my cup of tea. Ooh. I'm sorry. If it's scratchy, it's because I have lots of cable here and adapters, graphic design stuff in the background, and I have... I don't have enough space, to be honest, here on this desk. I bought this because it was cheap. Uh, it has enough space for the MacBook. That's the most important thing here. 
for me to be able to write and to type continuing my novel, which I am currently uh, still busy with. Um, not the, no the novel story itself so far. I have started a new chapter, the 10th one. And in the background, because my, my story is unfolding now more into the, uh, in the fantastic realm, I need to write down the lore of that realm, all the rules and things that, that apply to that dimension and, and so forth. So it is kind of fascinating to do that. And I have so many ideas I need to storm out through my head, explore, write down to make the lore at least to some point logical and understandable to read. Uh, then again, this is a story that's actually written for teenagers and not necessarily adults, but I think anybody could, could read it in case you find this kind of topic appealing. Enough about that, though. Let's get back to a much, much darker story, uh, which uh, involves, once again, uh, the sick and twisted mind of an individual we have to call woman at this point. <laughs> and um, uh, she is really a nasty one. I mean, I was married to a nasty woman, and I say this without, with, without over-exaggerating anything. She was nasty. She was um, the biggest control freak I have ever met in my life. And I was too young to understand that, that she was bad for me. I, it took me years to figure that out. Unfortunately, I've lost lots of time uh, during that phase. Um, I'm not the only one. Many of you... Uh, who are listening to me or, uh, you know, other guys out there have had the same problem. And women, of course, have the same experience every now and then, especially with a control freak of a husband, which is also not very good. But from my point of view, since we're talking mostly about the same subject, um, it's it's about um, the, the, the females in our society that have lost their way, I would say, um, completely. And... Um, a friend of mine who used to be actually a close colleague I worked together with in a steel and aluminum construction company. Uh, I was working in construction for a while, you know, like three years. And I thought it was at first rather fun to do. I was young. I was, I was, uh, I was malleable. Okay. I was able to take a little bit of beating and pain and the next two days, my body just regenerated just fine, and my joints were fine. But, of course, I couldn't do that too long. Physically, I'm not capable of doing that. I'm a skinny guy. I have bad muscle tissue. <laughs> there is not really much on my body that is use, useful for anyone, with the exception of my cock. But that's pretty much it. And, um, yeah, anyway, um, at that company, I've met a guy uh, whose name is Michael. Um, I mentioned him last year, like I said. Um, I gave him a different name because I wanted to be careful, you know, not spilling too much private information about my life. But I don't think at this point that Michael will mind. Because, uh, first of all, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty unrealistic that he, that he ever tunes into my podcast. Okay, that's, uh, it's, it's out of the question because he doesn't care much. He does know that my site even exists and he doesn't speak English. So, <laughs> okay, uh, that's, that's one thing. Um, to describe Michael a little bit so that you guys understand what I'm talking about, back in the day uh, when we were working together, he was a very kind person, one of the kindest guys in the company, which was what, the first reason why we actually found common ground to talk to each other and become friends. What I didn't know at the time is he's very, not only gullible, but he is, um, I mean, gullible and naive, but he's also very unreliable. If you wanted to make out with him like a date or something, uh, for, for lunch, for dinner, uh, maybe with a couple of friends or, you know, whatever, maybe watching a movie and shit like that, that was very, very hard to do because in most cases he never really had the time for it. But he said to you, yeah, no problem, we're going to do it, it's guaranteed, it's, it's safe, I'll be there. And he would just set you up, you know, and just disappear or uh, right in the very last moment, dude, I don't have time for this. And said, dude, if you don't have time 
Don't tell me that you have time and make false promises. And he did that so many times. And that's a psychological issue on his part because he has like the mental capacity sometimes, at least in those days, like from a boy. And he wants to be somehow loved and sometimes be the center of attention. When somebody says something to him and asks him a favor, he cannot say no. And he's surrounded by these people. So when everyone comes to Michael and says, hey, dude, uh, Thursday night, I got I need a driver. Do you have time? He always says yes. And back in the day, he told me about these situations that he had false friends who were just abusing him, actually, using him as a driver so that they could go to clubbing in some fucking nightclub in, in a town that no one wants to go to. They got heavily stoned and drunk and, you know, he was just there waiting for them to wave the flag. Okay, Michael, let's go back home. You know, and he wasn't capable of, of enjoying himself too much. He was the driver. He couldn't drink or just, you know, let, let go of some pressure from, from his daily job life and stuff like that. Nothing. He was just the puppet. I felt kind of sorry for him, but I can't help him in that regard to change. That's on him, you know. Uh, and I think he carried on with this, with this mindset and, and the way he communicated with his friends for the next couple of years. So we had a falling out for a while because I moved away, of course. I got married, then I got divorced. Uh, he also met my ex-wife, um, never said a bad word about her. Uh, why would he? You know, she behaved nicely in, in, in his company. She behaved like a fucking cunt in my company. So you can imagine, right? So anyway, um, after a while, he wrote me years ago that uh, I think that was even before I moved into uh, this this outback area, this this uh, very secluded town that I do miss. Actually, I mean it's it's nice here for a change, but I don't know. There is something about that place that was just really magical. <laughs> but I'm not going to move anytime, anywhere for at least 15 years or, or, or 20. I think I can, I can live here for quite some time. It's going to be fine. Anyway, um, he told me that he met a woman, right? And uh, that he fell in love and she feels the same way about him. And they both had a deeper understanding about the Christian religion. So that for me personally is a red flag, but not for him. Why? Because he is religious himself. Uh, he's not a diehard Christian. He's not a creationist, but he's just a normal Christian. He believes in the Bible. He likes the stories. He thinks that God is real and he's fine with the gospel and Jesus and all that stuff. Look, uh, personally, I'm, I'm heavily against religion in any shape or form. But when, I, when I, I met the guy, I knew, okay, this was his life. You know, we sometimes had a discussion about it and, and tried to argue about various things in his, um, in his world or in my world. And we compared a few things between Christ, the, you know, the Christian life and atheism. But it, it's not like we were fighting. We're just talking about it. No one hated the other person because of it. I wasn't a bigot towards him because of his religion. At least I don't think I was. And he didn't belittle me that I thought that God was not real. But we got along anyway as friends and we, we spent time uh, on movie conventions, actually, horror film conventions up north in Germany. Um, good memories back then, but it's surprising to me that it's so long ago now because... Um, I met an actor back then, and the actor just kind of died two years ago, which kind of really bummed me out. And I just realized how fast time just flies, and there's not much you can do about it. But in, in Michael's case, with time, um, they got closer, and a little too close, I would say. And uh, they had to get married because she was pregnant. And... Um, I'm not quite sure exactly if they have two kids or just one. I think they have two kids. And I know that I think the oldest is um, is his daughter. 
And there is a nasty story about that, about something that has just unraveled a few days ago or a few weeks, if you will. Um, you know, he was busy in his life. I was busy in mine. I was working. I had a new girlfriend back then, uh, my last one. And um, I remember him talking to me saying, or, you know, like sending me voice um voicemail or maybe we talked briefly on the phone I don't really remember but I got some feedback from his current life and he said he was stressed out that life has become very difficult and that she's a diehard cre creationist actually she believes wholeheartedly in everything about the Bible and that was even too much for him to bear and to handle so uh, from his point of view uh, she was adding a lot of pressure on their relationship. And it seemed like no matter what Michael was doing, it wasn't good enough for her. Unfortunately, I don't have enough information on all these details. I will get them eventually because I'm not letting go of this Michael dude. I need the rest of the information because this story is too fucking good. It's sad for him. And he needs someone to talk to. Because right now... Uh, last time we spoke, they had a, they, they had a relationship crisis, right? Um, they were they were always arguing. They had fights. They had disagreements. Uh, she was mostly, for whatever reason, disappointed about him. That well, that it's it's hard for me to actually explain why, to be honest. Um, I just think, I, from what I remember, uh, Michael telling me uh, last year, uh, she was pressuring him to be a better Christian, right? That his children have to be raised proper Christian, to be safe, to be isolated, if you will, from the rest of the world. But she didn't use these words. She wanted her children to be safe, and they needed to pray to God and Jesus every Sunday in church, including him. And he didn't always comply, saying, I have better things to do on Sunday. I don't want to go to church all the time. So they had a ground on which they both walked on and kept arguing and fighting about these subjects. And since Michael was mostly the sucker here and trying to give in to not lose his wife or the marriage and, you know, or contact to his kids and whatnot. And um, it's it has... It came down to a point where he was thinking about getting divorced. That was the first time he ever used a word like that, you know, uh, which is kind of shocking to hear because I didn't expect him to go that far. But he was really unhappy back then. It's not long ago. It's like roughly a year. And I asked him back then uh, if, if they thought about couple therapy. Because I, I, did, I didn't tell him to just, you know, dump your wife and stuff like that. They have a stronger connection and history between uh, each other or with each other, not only because of the marriage, but because of the kids, of course, you know, the whole family business. It's not that easy to just walk away and, and think to yourself, go, fuck, fuck yourself, leave me alone. You know, I'll see the kids on Sundays and the rest of the days I don't, I don't want to talk to you. And instead, they were thinking about couple therapy, for real, okay? And he asked her about the idea, uh, not, not because of me, but he told me that they actually have done this before. They were talking about the idea. And she said, according to him, and I have no reason to believe that he's lying because he's such a gullible guy and quite naive enough to talk openly about his, his relationship issues because we've known each other for years Okay, so I don't have a reason to believe that he's lying to me about these stories. Also, he's emotionally in a very bad place. And she said to that subject, to that idea from him, uh, she, will, she would love to do a couple therapy, but only if the therapist is Christian. So that's the moment where I would have, if, if that would be my wife, I'm not, I don't even know what I would do with her. First of all, I would marry any religious nutcase. Forget it. Just two sentences, three sentences, and that's it. I'm standing up and leaving. Okay, that woman never gets a chance. Nothing. I wouldn't even want to bang her. I, I really don't care. 
But in his case, he thought he has found a soulmate, you know, and she understands Christ and Jesus. And I mean, okay, they're the same person. I'm sorry. She understands Christ and God and, and, you know, uh, everything that comes with it. And he believed in it. He also went to church sometimes, but not all the time. But she was a really diehard control freak here. And she is one still. So they kept on fighting about this stuff. And he was thinking about trying it once more just for the sake of peace and the family, but asking himself if he is happy or not, he didn't do. And now, a year later, he contacted me again because I wasn't able to get him on the phone anymore. He was uh, probably even afraid, probably, to talk to me about these issues because I would ask him all these questions. Is he happy? Do you like the place you are right, right now? Do you like this life that you have chosen? Do you think you could improve here and there? You know, it doesn't matter if he loves his wife or not. He's not happy. Period. Love doesn't fix this. Okay. I don't know what, where people get this information from. Oh, if you love someone, everything falls into place. Go fuck off. It doesn't, it's not true. Sometimes it goes south. Okay. Sometimes somebody sticks a shoe up your ass and you got that thing up there for the whole year or for a decade and you don't even notice because you're trying to suppress that feeling of that boot in your ass and make believe, make yourself believe that everything is fine, that everything will fall back into place and that you will have a flourishing, beautiful sexual life with a diehard Christian that doesn't give a fuck about you. And this is actually true. I'm, I'm sorry I'm getting a bit upset here because... Uh, when I hear stuff like this, it pushes my buttons. This is insane. And I'm going to tell you how far this is going to go, or has come. Because right now, uh, uh, since he contacted me again, he moved out. Uh, or she threw him out. I'm not quite sure which is true. Uh, I think the latter could be true, but he didn't say. He said he moved out. Uh, he went back to his parents, actually in a ground floor apartment that was built there. Um, and he has the peace and quiet he needs for now to calm down, to, f to reorganize his life. Uh, currently, he was very busy in trying to construct, uh, you know, or buying and constructing furniture, uh, you know, just redecorating the whole place, all that stuff. Of course, what belongs to him needs to go out from the old home. So I asked him, what about his wife? What happened? And he said, well, uh, they're getting divorced. For now, they're just separated. He moved out. And um, they keep contact to each other on a bare minimum. They don't talk at all about anything except when can I see my kids? When can I come over? And that's it. Um, I, this sounds evil when I say it, but I, I knew this would happen and I was looking forward to this. I do not believe there is any possibility for a sick-minded woman like that to become better, to become a more reliable person for the husband, to become a trustworthy person or a lover or just a good person in general. I'm not saying this because she's religious, but she uses that religion to justify her behavior against him and the, the ongoing manipulation. And that's a huge problem. And it goes even further. I mean, there's so much information that is missing from this story. And as soon as I get his ass on the phone, I'm going to talk to him as long as I can about the subject, make some notes, get back to you guys and report on what actually happened and all the things that are missing. What I do know, and, and that's for me personally proof that she is really truly fucking evil and uses religion just for her own sake of amusement, or at least in her own sick mind, a justification that she needs and tolerates, uh, she's telling her children, uh, especially her daughter, because she's older, like maybe seven years old or something, seven or eight, and, and she, told, she told her the reason why your mommy is sad is because it's all your dad's fault. And she believes it, of course, because she's a kid. And she walks up to Michael and says, Dad, how could you hurt mommy like that? 
Mommy is sad only because of you. Why did you do that? And Michael is devastated. He's torn apart when he hears that. It breaks his heart. That's how far this fucking cunt of a wife that he has is using the children against him. That is sick. And this is not the only case. There are many cases like this out there. I know. Uh, But uh, it's, it's astonishing for someone who believes in uh, the righteous ways of, 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 of God or Jesus and all of this nonsense of the Bible. You can, you know, believe whatever you want, it's fine. But if someone behaves like that and uses religion for their own advantage to get what they want or to just hurt other people, if I had a shotgun, fucking A. There would be a party, believe me. This is nasty business. And it's one of the most gruesome things that any person can do, any any parent can do, in telling their children that someone else's is always the one to blame. My mom did the same. My mom was constantly, year after year, when that topic came up about her ex-husband, my dad, my dad is not perfect. She knows my dad is not perfect. Everyone knows my dad is not perfect. But he's not an evil person. He's a bit selfish, yes. He has an appetite for life that no one can satisfy. That's true. But he did love his kids. And for a time, he loved his wife. Um, it, it, it's, it came, however, down to a point where my dad said, I can't live like this anymore. I have to leave. And he did. They got divorced. It was an ugly divorce. Lots of fights, lots of blame. And the one person who was willing to fight and argue all the time because she thought she was right is my mom. Okay? And there was not a moment that didn't go by when the name of my father dropped. Excuse me. When anybody from friends or family in the area came to visit and talked about my dad, my mom would immediately ridicule him, immediately call him all sorts of names, uh, tell everyone what kind of a failure he is, what an asshole he is as a husband. I'm looking, you know, telling her children too, you know, your dad is an asshole, your dad did this and did that, and blah, 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 blah. But she did not refuse when I said, I'd like to see my dad. You know, she knew that even though she was hurt, or believed at least that she was hurt, and the only one who was, you know, uh, correct on the subject, uh, that she cannot take uh, our father away from us completely. We have the right to see him. So she at least gave us that, but still didn't like to say anything positive about him. Why Why would she? In her mind, she he was the asshole, right? And, but she did the same mistake. She tried to manipulate the children by saying, your dad is a prick. Your dad is the one to blame. He's the evil one. Not me. I didn't do anything. And when I, when I turned 16, 17, I noticed that this was a bit too far. I just I became almost sick from it. When I was 18, 19, I said, this is enough. I had, I've had it. I don't want to hear this anymore. I don't care. If anyone is to blame, it's actually my mom. Okay? Because she is the one who wanted to pull the knife and try to poke it into someone especially into him or into me when I said something nice about my dad or that I'd like to see my dad in Asia more often. She didn't want that. And I have a great comparison here. You know, my ex-wife was, was the same kind of prick. You know, you can't see your, your father in Asia. I don't want you to. She didn't trust me. She said I would whore around in Asia. I said, dude, I'm trying to, you know, I want to see my dad because he is my dad. If I want to fly, I want to fucking fly. That was a huge argument. But in the end, unfortunately, she won. And I, I, I feared, actually, that she would actually, you know, if, if I would just take a plane and disappear for a week or two in Asia to see my dad finally again, my fear would be that she would take all of my personal belongings and throw them out of the house or burn them, or sell them, or do something else damaging just because she was frustrated that she could not maintain control of this relationship. 
That's how she got me. Well, now we have we have Michael, uh, one of many men who have been hurt and uh, just partially destroyed, you know, because everything else is still on his plate. He's not free. There's still the lawyer stuff to be done, and he will be forced to get his own lawyer. He cannot find common ground with his wife. They need both their lawyer, and that's basically her fault. Everyone needs an attorney. They have to talk about what what happens next with the kids. Uh, how often can he see his kids? I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some talk and debate about that. And then, of course, the financial part, right? Don't forget the money, guys. Money is always important to most women on the planet, isn't it? So, um, that's going to be one hell of an ugly fight. You know, it's it's one out of the books. It's, it's from a Hollywood movie. The story is sick. I hate it. I'm, I feel sorry for Michael, but there's not much I can do unless he wants to talk about it and, you know, let off some steam. I might even, I was thinking I was... I'm I'm my, I'm thinking about taking my car, uh, driving down there to his to see him, uh, stay up you know sleep on his couch or something, just talk to him face to face. I haven't seen him in years, and ask him how he's doing. If uh, if he wants to let go of some stuff, you know, just just open up. I know he will. Uh, in in my in my in my company. Uh, but it's not going to be a pretty sight. He's he's emotionally in a very bad place. And I don't think there is much to blame on his part. Um, maybe because of his probably unreliable behavior in some degree, some parts, they might have affected his marriage. That could be true. But I don't think that he did anything to deserve this kind of treatment. He's not an evil person. He's not selfish. He's just in his mind everywhere at the same time. And he tries to say yes to everyone because he doesn't want to let anyone down. But he cannot keep up with keeping the promises that he makes to people, so he has to break a few because it's too much. That's the kind of guy Michael is. Okay? And, well, now, I mean, fuck. He's, he's, uh, he's a couple of years younger than me. He's... I don't think he's he's yet even reached 40. He's probably late 30s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, his life is still in front of him, but he, financially he's going to be... I, I don't know. I think he's going to get his ass kicked. You know, if, if he if he has a good lawyer and he, they, they might find a common ground on both sides that at least the woman can agree to something and just accept whatever negotiation is going to take place, then whatever deal is going to happen, then, you know, maybe Michael can get out of this with his head up high, but his heart is still torn apart. What I cannot forgive a woman like that to do is to use the children as a shield, to, to use their fragile minds. They're susceptible to this kind of manipulation. Every child is. And to say that it's your dad's fault that I feel miserable, that is just, that is so fucking low. He didn't deserve this, for, for sure not. He's a clumsy guy, perhaps, a, a bit too gullible, and he's, he's chaotic in his mind, whatever. You know, he has his strength, he has some talent here and there. He's not, he's not a lost cause in society, he's just a, he's just a nice dude, okay? <laughs> Unreliable, but a fucking nice dude. He didn't deserve this. He just didn't, he doesn't deserve this kind of treatment and he didn't deserve to get that kind of a woman. I, if, I don't know, I don't know what I would do if I would get her between my fingers, if you know what I mean. You know, if, it's a saying in German, then, between the fingers. I'm, I'm not for violence. I'm not trying to promote violence to use that uh, towards anyone. It doesn't matter if male or female. But it's, um, it's understandable why, why people become aggressive because of this. Because people keep pushing buttons all the time just because they want to feel in power, they want to be right, they, they need the attention, and they want to be jerks. And she's one of them. 
And I have no respect for people like that. Absolutely zero. They're garbage. You know, but they 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 live on this world. They live here in the here and now. And I really have to ask myself over and over again, why are they here? Why do they have to exist? Why does it have to be so easy in this day and age for so many women to abuse their power to, to manipulate men, men who have become victims, men who have become ridiculed and hurt, betrayed, lied to, you know, uh, just uh, almost become bankrupt at some point in time. And then there's, of course, the story with the kids. That is nasty when women use their own children as tools. My mom did the same. But that's, um, I think I talked about that before. Uh, many years ago, I think, when I started this podcast. I don't want to go back there because it just makes me really angry. Um, for those of you who have never listened to the entire story of my podcast, uh, just to let you know, I have no contact to my mom. I haven't seen her in a good... Oh, let me guess. I haven't seen her in 15 years. 16, maybe, or, or longer. But I know it's a good 15 years that I haven't seen her. I haven't even talked to her in that time. And I think it's okay, you know. Because my mom is the same kind of person. Evil. Absolutely not mistaken, not to be mistaken. I am not over-exaggerating. She's evil. And that's it. I had to come to terms with that. I had to face reality. If I keep contact with that woman, she's going to make my life miserable whenever she can. And she tried. She did not succeed. But I succeeded by saying goodbye. And that's it. And I'm fine with that. And I've found my peace with it. It makes me still angry when I think about all those details in the past. It, that, it sure does. Because I'd like to be a machine sometimes and not feel a fucking thing. But when I think about the past and all the time that I've lost uh, because of this mental abuse, uh, it makes me angry because I will never forgive her for that kind of thing. I can forgive her for other things, but it's, it's a no-go in my book nowadays. I don't feel that it's necessary to, um, to force a contact to a person just because she, she gave you birth. That means nothing. I'm sorry when I say stuff like that, because it, it it's sad. Of course it is, but it's true because it's the real the the reality that I live in. And other people too sometimes, if they have made unfortunately the same experiences, it's best to cut the cords and go your own fucking way. And I think because of that that experience, that's the reason why I. Uh, if if one of my old relationships ended, and most of them ended because uh, the woman said it's over, that's basically uh, a true, a very true in most statistics that women like to end the relationship uh, sooner than men do. They're much faster in that decision making. Um, but for me, it, I needed to cut the cord and just move away. And I don't look back, I don't try to maintain contact with anybody, because why? Why would you try to become friends? For what reason? That makes no sense. Why would you do that? Unless you have a special connection to that person, or maybe a larger history because of kids and stuff like that. I can be happy and thankful, which I really am, that I never made any, that I never banged my ex-wife that hard up that she became pregnant. I could have taken a rope and, hang, and, and hung myself. I would never be free. I would still be stuck to that woman. I would have the children to deal with because they were living and growing up with, with my ex-wife in a scenario I wish to, 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 to Lord Satan himself that this scenario will never happen. Where I have to fear that my children will be used as weapons against me. Okay, and the kids will suffer, but the, the wife, the ex-wife, the woman will definitely not care. Especially my ex-wife not, 
My mom doesn't care. Michael's wife doesn't care. Many, many other men and their ex-girlfriends and wives, they don't care. It's, it's, it's a topic that, is, that makes me go crazy sometimes. Because it's, um, it's, it's unfortunate that this is necessary still in our society in this day and age, that this actually happens. That we live in a world where people cannot live like true adults. They cannot behave like adults. It's fine to joke around sometimes. No one is expecting the other person to be always 100% serious. But why is it necessary that we move to such extreme lengths in today's modern day society? Why? It's not possible that we behave like grown-ups altogether. We're behaving like children, old children. Everyone looks for their own personal advantage. It's only left versus right. It's men versus women. There is no other way. This is what has been designed and constructed by ourselves. Uh, Not for each and every individual, of course, but there are many, many, many more cases. More and more women are staying single in America, for example. Uh, recently, there was a, a shitstorm about a TikTok video in Germany uh, made from a Generation Z of a victim, if you will, a young lady that studied all her life, so she claims, and uh, went out into the private sector to get a job then she found a job somewhere in an office and is, is in complete shock and denial that she doesn't make enough money there. All she makes per year is 36,000 euro for the whole year for an office job, which is not much maybe, but that's a normal standard job in, in Germany, you know. Uh, and, and she was crying and sobbing in this video that it's unfair and that it cannot be true. She doesn't even have enough vacation days. I mean, she has 27 vacation days, which is it's not the norm, but it's still at least something, right? In, in other countries, you have even less. And um, she was going complete berserk uh, and, and insulted the company in her video and said, fuck you guys and keep the fresh fruit in your office and all that kind of crap. And she doesn't want to go back to work again. She doesn't want to work ever. That is another problem in our great, great, fantastic modern day society where it seems like leftist extremism has taken over. Or at least given these, these girls so many nasty and unrealistic ideas, manipulated and brainwashed them completely, that they have lost their way. And I guess they have never uh, been, been on any path whatsoever that would lead to success. So it's no wonder that we have all these, these other women out there looking for their, their ideal partner, a partner... Uh, that has to make a six-figure income every year. Uh, he has to look like a complete jock, right? Uh, I mean, ripped and shredded in his 30s or 40s. And, and, you know, has to be one hell of a guy. And at the same time, a woman needs her distance. At the same time, she needs to be treated like the goddess that she is, which she is not. There is not one woman on the planet that I would consider to be a goddess. It's, it's, it has become a disease, a complete extremist disease that has been implanted in people's brains on so many different levels. Not just this, this men versus women crap that is really, you know, um, pissing all of us off, but it's, it's also in, in, in politics. I mean, currently, as we speak, there is this, this whole fiasco and the drama that we have with uh, Israel versus uh, the, the Palestinians, uh, you know, Hamas were the ones attacking Israel first, at least according to the uh, media information that we had with uh, 1,500 rockets or missiles launched uh, to Israel directly. Um, that's, of course, a very nasty topic. And all you hear about this when you go on uh, online in social media or you watch the news, um, 
Some try to cover the news uh, as neutral as possible by saying that, you know, there has been, uh, violence has been committed by the by, by, by Israel, violence has been committed by the Palestinians, and so forth. And it goes back and forth for so many years. But um, you don't hear that very much from other people, especially not from Jewish people, <laughs> at least not all of them. I'm not saying that everyone is lying or anything like that. But if you listen, for example, to Ben Shapiro, uh, probably America's most famous Jew by now, um, he said that, or there's a video that you can actually watch from him where he's trying to explain the entire history between, uh, between the Palestinians and the Jews, Israel, and so forth, you know. Great tea, by the way. Sorry for the noise. I'm kind of. I'll put the cup somewhere else. Okay. Um, it uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh, I do like him to some degree, but I, I don't always agree with what he says. But he said in his video, in his uh, history class, if you will, that the Jews were basically the ones who have always been attacked over the course of the recent history of the, you know, past 2,000 years and before that. They were hunted down, they were uh, enslaved, they were abused, they were beaten, they were killed, raped, and pushed around, shoved around all across uh, the desert area of those days, uh, the old Judea um, and, you know, other countries, Saudi Arabia. Just it just never stops, and from his point of view and his perspective, they are the victims, right? I don't believe that. I think that there has been enough violence uh, that was committed by both sides. I don't know who began with the violence. I personally don't give a fuck who began, because it's not important. You know why it's not important? I didn't even choose you now to talk about this subject. I just wanted to, to add this subject as an example. It doesn't matter who started it. What matters is the fact that both sides cannot sit together on a table and agree on peace. That is the biggest issue that has ever been the case in the history of, of, of Israel. It's not possible to find peace because either they don't want peace or they're both hypocrites and both looking for an advantage over the other all the time, and no side is willing to give in. No side is willing to compromise. And this war has been going on for centuries now, isn't it? It's literally centuries. And they're beating each other up, killing each other year by year, over and over again, sometimes worse, sometimes not so much violence, sometimes there's a tiny portion of peace here and there, but it always comes down to this. It boils up again and they kill each other. And still, you know, it's, um, you hear the same kind of demand from both sides. Anyone representing the Palestinians or the Hamas, or at least distancing them, them themselves from Hamas, but at least... You know, saying, I am Palestinian, I'm a proud Palestina. I uh, believe that there has been a crime committed against us. And yes, it was terrible that the Hamas attacked Israel, but we would like you and other people to condemn the actions that the Israel, the, the Israelites, or however you call them, I don't, I don't know, uh, to condemn the, the violent act and the retribution from Israel. Then uh, people, the, the Jews want other people in the media to, uh, you know, to condemn the actions of, of, of their so-called oppressors. And back and forth. Both sides want you, the viewer, and other people around the globe to, to condemn everything. And that's exactly what I mean. This will never stop. As long as they exist and keep existing, they will never find peace. They always want war. Not voluntarily, mind you, not all the time, not um, um, being completely aware of the fact that they want war. They don't, they haven't chosen this path, but it's easy for them to fall into this trap of, of, of committing war crimes and pushing this, this war stuff forward. 
And I don't know where this is going, but I can only see that countries like America can actually make a fast buck with, with Israel. Other countries that maybe even support either side can sell lots and lots of uh, guns and ammunition to support the entire act. And there you go. There's business to be made, right? So sometimes I think other countries maybe who are involved in, in the, um, the tragic events unfolding now, they, can, they see an opportunity to invest or to sell something that they can, that they can <laughs> produce at least. And that is also a, a passive form of investment if you just keep selling and producing in war machinery and selling it to, to Israel or to, to Palestine. You have customers on your doorstep that are screaming for guns. So you give them the guns and you're fine by saying, oh, we're on your side. Uh, we think uh, Israel deserves to be uh, left alone and in peace and they deserve this and that, which of course they do, but every country does, right? I mean, every nation deserves peace. But in this case, it's all hypocrisy. I cannot condemn either side. I condemn them both for not being able to find peace. They don't want peace. I never believe that. It's all crap. They, it's, it's just one side hates the other. Why? Because of religion. Again, religion. That shit has to stop at some point. I don't know what's necessary to make it stop. It's a very hard, hard case. And you cannot settle this with war. You cannot settle this with violence. Of course not. You can't make it go away. With a magic spell, you cannot talk to these guys in peace and quiet with a cup of coffee and a piece of cake. No. This will never, never happen. Unfortunately. It's, it, it would be better if it happens. But come on. Who are we kidding? You know, it's like worst case scenario. It's right out there. Which even baffles me more is that we don't hear much of the current development of, um, of Russia versus uh, Ukraine. It's been more dropped into the background and currently there's only Israel on, on the mainstream media. While, of course, there's a lot going on between uh, Ukraine and Russia. But right now it's not as popular, you know. And that's perverted to me personally. It's, it's, it's sickening that the media uh, has to shift their attention from one war to the next just to keep the population informed or misinformed. But that's another story. It just riles me up. I'm sorry for getting off track here, but it's, it's just one of those topics. It's, it's, it's a sick world we live in. Absolutely. And it's just getting worse all I see is that we are surrounded by extremists everywhere. Extreme, extreme people in all regards. We have people gluing themselves on the streets, believing they can save the planet with their own extremist way of thinking. You cannot negotiate with these guys. They're too extremists to actually listen to you. Uh, they think they are in the right. They think they are correct. They think they are doing... Uh, an, and in a very important, impressive act of self-sacrifice to make sure that this world survives. While every other country out there is now building and reopening nuclear power plants. That goes for Russia, America, Japan, Sweden, and so on and so on. I think France is even building a couple more now. Because they know they need the energy. Every country knows we need more energy, we need more power. The cleanest way to get it is with nuclear energy, okay? Everything else with these windmills and stuff like that, well, it does work to some degree, but it's not very reliable in comparison to nuclear power. And I would completely be in favor of nuclear power. Yeah, let's go. You know why? Because we in Germany, we have like the monopoly on bureaucratic behavior, all the paperwork, all the regulations, they're so fucking tight. And for good reason, in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases. 
But when we build nuclear power plants, we fucking build them really, really good. And we make sure that nothing happens because we don't slack around on this stuff. Maintenance is issue number one. Safety issue number one. All of this stuff. With all these regulations, you cannot ever bullshit the government, bullshit anyone who is responsible for for just inspecting the nuclear power plants if everything is going according to law. You can do that in other countries. They did this in Japan. Okay? That was no technical malfunction. No, no, no. I mean, in the end, of course, it was. But it began with people uh, failing to see that maintenance is important to invest in the power plant to make sure the power plant still works like it did in the first day after building. Okay? And they slacked around there. Someone was in power and in charge and said, we're not doing this. The power plant is fine. That's it. Okay? That was pure ignorance and greed, probably, And they paid a high price for it. So they had the Fukushima fiasco. Um, Chernobyl, I'm not quite sure really what happened back then. I don't have all the details in my head. I I know a few things, but not how it started and why. But then we come back to to Germany. I mean, if, if anyone can build proper power plants, it's us. And they will work just fine. The worst case scenario is not something that I would take as an example to say no to power plants. For example, war or a gigantic earthquake, you know, or meteorite that comes down from the skies and hits exactly that power plant. Look, it's a possibility, sure. But how tiny is that possibility? Do you want to take everything into account out of fear? And say to yourself, no, we will never touch this technology again. Why? Nuclear power can still be improved. Even the nuclear waste can still be used for something. Unless you don't want to do it at all, then, you know, who's to blame? The government. Currently, our government, right now, is the worst we ever had in the history of Germany. Aside from whatever happened in the Second World War, but I'm not taking that into account. That has nothing to do with this list here. I'm saying we're, we're talking about purely democracy. And right now, uh, the, the, the current government that we have is, is a catastrophe, an absolute incompetent catastrophe. And we're sitting right in the middle. Again, I'm telling you, it's extremist case after extremist case after extremist case. We have vegan knuckleheads trying to force other people to not eat meat. We have, we have uh, 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 climate protesters attacking sports events, uh, destroying artwork, and gluing themselves on the street. One extremist after the other. We have extremists in war. We have extremists when it comes to, to this, this gender ideology shit. All this crap that we have extremists in Hollywood with their woke bullshit uh, brainwashing crap. This is all we get day after day. Of course it's enough, right? And some people, like my old, old friend, Michael has to deal with religious extremists, his wife. That is, for now at least, enough for me. I have a cup of tea that I enjoy, and if, I'm, if I don't like this anymore, heck, I still have a bottle of whiskey behind me that I could kill any day of the week. Oh, yeah. A sick world we live in, guys. So much for that. Thank you for listening to me rant away. It was long overdue. I needed to do this. It's important. The topic is important. It's important that my, my, my I can't call him buddy, but he's still a friend, that Michael can find peace somewhere down the line on this very difficult journey for him and that his ex-wife leaves him the fuck alone. But we'll see what happens, right? This war has just begun. So if, uh, if I can get some more information on this, I will, I will share. It's, it's, this story is just too important. 
Anyway, I wish you a good night. Uh, it's currently 9 p.m. here in Germany, and I'm getting really tired. Uh, I still wish everyone all the best. Try to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Uh, no matter to whom, you can at least try. And if you're like me and you like to stay single and you just want to focus on your life, then do that. Do that with all your passion and all the time you need. I'll be back soon enough with another topic. Maybe the same one or finally Peter Gabriel. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Take care, you guys. Good night and see you soon.